0: hey guys welcome to something like therapy on today's episode jess and i continue our discussion on our deconversion journey we talk about some of the things that we experienced and saw during our time in the church and what ultimately led to us leaving that environment so
1: grab your favorite drink because it's a long one
0: (laughs) definitely thank you again for coming and without further ado let's start the show welcome back to something like therapy. Good morning. uh, Or if it's nighttime for you, good evening. Or if it's, uh, you know, good middle of the night and you just can't sleep, (laughs) whatever time (laughs) it is that you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're having a good day. So I want to welcome you in. Uh, Jess and I are having kind of a, well, I won't put it on her, uh, me, I'm having a slow start this morning, um, (laughs) two espressos deep, and I still feel sluggish, but I'm going to give all the energy I have into the topic today.
1: (laughs) We need all the
0: energy. Yeah. um, We're going to go ahead and continue on with uh, part two of our deconversion topic, Uh, like I mentioned yesterday, or sorry, uh, like I mentioned last time. Um, this is probably going to be a multi-part, you know, episode or multi-part topic just because there's a lot to go into um, sharing, you know, our experience and everything that, you know, we've gone through or our, and are continuing to go through, but then also just wanting to discuss, um, you know, things that we've heard from people we're close to, things we've heard, um, you know, from online and, and news articles and things like that, just make it a roundabout uh, research
1: that we've done. uh, Yeah, exactly.
0: Roundabout conversation on it. So um, I know last time we kind of gave you guys a little bit of background on to, you know, uh, where we come from in regards to the church and religion in in both of us growing up. um, And then how we as a uh, family kind of got into the church and going into Christianity. And uh, we dipped into a little bit of things that we began to see uh, throughout the years that we were, uh, involved in the church. And, um, you know, that's kind of where we're at into, you know, what led us to begin our, uh, deconversion or our stepping away. So we want to just pick it up from there and, um, and, and go forward.
1: Yeah. So for those of you guys that are listening, welcome back and thank you for coming back. Um, it was a little, little long one, and uh, I'm just gonna say that you might want to grab a snack because this might be a little longer too. Uh, we won't. We try. We'll try not to go into a, a rant or a tangent, you know, and and sharing our experiences. But it's a little hard because we have so much, so much to tell, so much to say. Um, but. It's all coming obviously like based on our experience and the things that we saw and we witnessed and things that we also heard from other people, like my husband said. but we want to give you guys as much as much insight and information of you know why we are where we are right now. Uh, and hopefully, you know our story can be understood a little bit more because I think right now there's a lot of misunderstandings or assumptions of why we left or, you know, maybe like, Oh, well it just, all of a sudden it just didn't work for you. And you just, you just decided to leave. And honestly, yeah, that, that was in the end. That's ultimately why we just said, Hey, this, this just, it's not fitting right with our family. And, you know, we were just going to go ahead and step, step back, step away. Um,
0: and also too, like, sorry, you know, again, um, and we mentioned it with last episode, um, (laughs) You know, if you are listening to this and if you know us or if you don't know us, um, just, you know, thank you for for hearing us out. Because, again, I, I think I mentioned yesterday just like this podcast, even though it's something like therapy for listeners, I think it is something like therapy for us, too. It kind of gives us a safe environment to kind of release some things and, and get things off our chest. Um, but again, thank you for listening just because I know some that might see the title of deconversion and they just like, nope, skipping this. Don't, don't want to hear nothing about this. Anyone that's, you know, talking about this, I, it's just, you know, blasphemous or <laughs> I don't want it to go through my ear, ear holes. Um, but no, it, what it really is, is this for a lot of people and what we're understanding is just, um, everyone's story is different and everyone's story is unique um, but it's something important for them. And, and I think as, you know, whatever you identify as whatever religion, we're all just people and we're all just humans. And I think that is the thing that is most important is that we have compassion and sympathy and empathy for, for people around us to hear their story, to hear where they're coming from. Um, and you know, I think that should be the core foundation for everyone. So again, thank you guys for, for hearing, uh, our, our story, our experience
1: everyone's story matters like everyone's story says something and tells something about about them you know so we definitely appreciate for those of you that are listening um because we know that this is not only something hard for us to share but it's very personal and intimate um but also like you know like derek said it's It really is healing for us. Like for me, it last week, I didn't realize how emotional I got. And I was like, oh man, like I needed to talk about this. I needed to express myself and I needed to, to say this, you know, out loud to process it.
0: And it was very helpful for me. So, and this is something too, like, it's not, um, this is, this is everything. This is our life. Um, you know, these are decisions that we're making that you know, according to how we believed, won't just affect us, you know, in this lifetime or whatever this is, but like for eternity. So, you know, if the magnitude of that kind of decision making isn't just something like, you know, like what I'm saying is that we're not just doing this topic because we Googled, like, what's the number one topics to talk about on a podcast to get viewers? Like, no, that has nothing to do with it. This is something that we've decided as individuals, as a married couple, as a family. Um, and it's, you know, shaken the foundation of, of who we are. So it's not something that we just decided lightly. Um, this uh,
1: isn't a dinner table topic at exactly. all. Exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> not in our dinner table. Well, yeah. well our, our, you know, home, yes. But <laughs> if we are, you know, at somebody else's home, a family member, a friend, you know, it's just, it's something that we do I don't want to say we tiptoe, but we are very cautious of bringing it up. And, you know, because we want to be mindful. um, Exactly. Mindful of others' feelings and beliefs. So, Of course. All right. So um, I made some, like, bullet points just because I'm like, I don't want. I feel like last time we talked a lot about what we went through, but not really in detail. Um, So I just want to give you guys a little bit of a, a trigger warning. There is some things that we are going to talk about that are that are pretty serious, that we not only, um, you know, seen for ourselves, what we we heard around, um, you know, a couple of different churches that we went to. And they are pretty serious topics, but I think it's important to talk about because um, this is something that is happening not just in the church that we went to, but in many, many different churches. And it's what eventually leads... A lot of people to questioning their beliefs and and questioning just where, you know, what they're they're dedicating their life to. So because that's really what it is. You really are, I, as far as for Derek and I, when we decided to go just full on, head on into Christianity and ministry and you know, and and be, be the the servants that we felt like we needed to be um we just gave it gave it our all that's why like it's a little upsetting when you hear people say well like you were never really a real Christian like do you understand like the level of commitment and dedication and how much we we and you know it's nobody else's fault or we don't you know blame anybody else for how much we um, we gave up for the church I, I think it's some of the things we gave up needed to be, you know, removed from our lives, period. But people don't understand and how when you go full on into something that you are just believing wholeheartedly, you, you, when you leave that, when you leave, when we left the church, we literally left with nothing. Like we, we left with nothing, nobody and it was very lonely and it was heartbreaking. And for people to say, like, well, you weren't really a real Christian, it's very upsetting. So, but anyhow, um, I wanted to start it uh, with talking about what ultimately led us to leaving. Uh, we had, like we mentioned, we had two special, we have two special needs kids. And we have an older son also, which he was at the time kind of having his own struggles uh we had an amazing experience with our oldest. He received amazing support. Um, he created some amazing friendships and developed some amazing connections. And honestly, I mean that's really what kind of kept us going back. Um, because we started to see some things like we weren't agreeing with and we we're like, that eh, doesn't look right. Like Oh, why are these people acting like this? And this is, this, this seems kind of like, you know, double sided. Um, but it was our son's journey and how much he was growing that kept us going back. And it really led us to turning the blind eye in other areas. And like we said, we began to um, leave our children behind because there wasn't a, a ministry that was consistent for them for special needs. Um. So what ended up happening is they were having pretty much anyone and, and anyone that that was willing to to lead that that ministry. You know, just come in and, and take over. There wasn't a lot of willing participants, though. Um, my husband and I, Derek and I, we ended up uh, doing it for a little bit, but we we let them know, like, hey, this this particular ministry needs to be taken over by someone that is qualified um, someone that you know is knows what to do when an emergency comes up there was a couple of times we were there and we were like what in the hell are we doing like <laughs> these these kids are, are out of control uh, we have no training and, and you know really out of, I'm, I just want to say that I'm not even sure like they were very concerned about the safety part of it you know and it was just not a very good system that they had going on when it came to special needs.
0: Um, And and you can't, uh, as an organization, you can't promote that you have um, a ministry or whatever you want to call it, uh, a class or whatever for special needs. um, Unless you, you have someone that is qualified, uh, you know, either certified, has a degree, has the training to handle, Individuals with those certain behaviors, Um, and you know, again, like like Jess said, it it was kind of just like, "Who wants to do it today? You want to do it? Cool, Uh get in there." I mean, there was times when you know there would be uh, an individual that was same age or maybe a year older than my son at the time, uh, my our oldest. Um, So you know, like a teenager maybe or a very young adult handling the the program, handling the class for the day, and. You know that's kind of what really set Jess and I off into like, hey, this is not this is not okay. We need to kind of make this or bring this up to see if it can get fixed and resolved. So. Right.
1: So, um, there was a particular situation where we uh, we were picking up our, our boys, and I saw something a little suspicious. And <clears throat> when I brought it up to to the leader of the the ministry though this is the the children's pastors um we were completely dismissed we were told that if we were so worried about their their safety then maybe we should be the ones leading the program (laughs) kind of like if you're worried about it then do something about it
0: why don't you do it then
1: why don't you do it and we were we were constantly being pushed to and, and at one point we did like okay let's do this let's try to commit to it and obviously we have special needs kids this is important to us this means something but it was never truly our passion our passion had always been marriage ministry it had always been working with other couples you know people that were going through similar things that we were going through as far as like marriage and family um but special needs ministry was never our heart and we were always being pushed. And one way or another, like, well, you just don't know yet. Like, but you don't realize how much the Lord's calling you to this. Like it was so much freaking manipulation. It was, it was just, it was disgusting. Um, so in this particular situation that it was a serious, very serious situation, uh, you know, if it would have happened, I can't even imagine, but I obviously we were concerned parents and something didn't seem right uh, um one of our ch- uh, one of our, our boys is nonverbal the other one his communication is kind of just you ask him a question and it can just turn it's all it over t- the place it's all over the place so you can't really get you know uh facts from him or you know just how things went it's very hard to get it from him so uh we approached them and we were completely dismissed And it was very hurtful. It was very painful because these were not only, you know, the children's pastors that we should have been able to approach with any of our concerns, but they were supposedly close friends of ours. And we were just made feel as if we were just bothering them. It was an uncomfortable topic, so they weren't really trying to deal with it. And at this point, we really had, we felt like, well, we're not going to leave our kids home anymore. That's not going to happen. Um, but we can't, they're not safe here. So what do we do? What, what's, what are our choices? So we really started to kind of, you know, I think we ended up taking a couple of weeks off. We didn't go to church. And then um, we started to really question, you know, what are we doing there? What's What's the point? We're giving so much of our time. We're dedicating so much to uh, to the church and, and to the pastors. And we felt like we were being obedient to God, to or to the calling that he had over our life. And we were kind of getting shit on. Like, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like, every, every time we wanted to do something with the church, like, it was like the doors closed because we didn't have... Anywhere to for our children to be safe mm-hmm. you know
0: <clears throat> i mean and honestly like you know hearing it every time we talk about this or when we explain it to family or friends um even hearing it myself it's just like it can be kind of taken as like okay so you're just gonna like walk away from a church just because you're offended like it, it's that's a human thing people get offended but you find solutions you work with people and it's like it's not just being offended and like oh like we were just dismissed and and we hate the church no, it's it's a matter of really, like, if, like, just mentioned earlier, like, those people that kind of dismissed us, like, not only were they pastors, but they were, like, good friends. If it's the church, we're not all just good friends. We are all brothers and sisters, right? That is our family. That's, like, going to your brother or going to your father and them not hearing or taking seriously your concerns about your children. So it's it's, like, something that really, like, how am I supposed to believe that we're all family here? When no one's doing something that you know is is important that is affecting me, and it's not just our story. We've heard from other people that have taken issues that you know uh, personal things that they are going through or that are really that weigh a lot on their heart, taking it to different pastors and just being dismissed. Mm -hmm. Just being where the pastor is like, I'm really busy, so I'm just going to go ahead and. And, you know pass you off over to someone and you meet with them and then you guys pray it out like
1: Are they it, they send them to someone that is not qualified to deal with anything? Yeah. That they're you know that they're 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 trying to get help for yeah. you know, and and that's just another way of being Dismissed yeah. they're not taking the time to give you know give them the 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 correct resources or or give them some I don't know even if like for me, it's like okay even if you don't have the answers Give me a freaking phone number to an outside source. Who cares if it's not Christian? But at least we know. Hey, we're sending you to a place where they're going to give you the tools that you really, really need right now. Whoa. Right now, you don't need some BS scripture. You need real life help. You have real issues that need attention. But they don't want to. They don't want you to leave their bubble.
0: Yeah, there that they would be the last thing that pastors or anyone involved in the church would. Uh, you know, willingly or actively send someone to a non-Christian therapist or non-Christian psychiatrist. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did, you know, have conversations with, you know, some pastors where they're like, no, we truly believe that there it should be a mixture of scripture and, you know, medical science. And, at, you know, at least that's the, you know, at least we're on the right track there. But for the most part, the the thinking in the church or thinking with, with Christians is, Everything, everything, everything is fixed through Scripture. Everything is fixed through God. Everything is fixed through prayer. You don't need medication. You don't need therapy. All those are secular ways of thinking, and medical science is is just wrong. You know, and it, I mean, it sounds insane. Like if you're not from the church, or you know, maybe you're you're listening and, and you're not involved in Christianity or, or uh, with the church, you would think like, why would people think like? that? There's no way people would think that medical science is completely wrong like no there there is some people that truly like are so deep in it that they're like everything can be fixed through prayer and it's mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. should be like if you want to pray then that's fine but you, you know if you're going through something you should definitely seek professional help um but yeah that's you know
1: yeah and there was um the the beginning of our situation was kind of what led us like kind of took us into the whole rabbit hole of finding out different things about different people Uh, It was early on I think maybe about a year into us being in marriage ministry there was a particular couple that showed up and the husband was struggling with some depression and he was seeing they were both seeing I believe the um counselors at the church the marriage counselors and unfortunately this individual you know took his own life and um It was very heartbreaking. It was very hard on on the pastors because they were making a connection with them. And I know they were trying to walk with them and lead them back into ministry and and whatnot. Uh, But that was, for me, one of the first signs that I saw that they had no business. They had no business treating this individual or, or, you know, really not treating him at all (laughs) Uh, because... I think, I mean, even though they were offering, you know, this couple or this individual a space to talk and and to process, he should have immediately been uh, referred to professional intense help. And it was never heard that that's, that's what was done. And the only reason why we knew this was because we were, this is when we started the, um, the the counseling and we started the training and we, you know, we kind of we had a little bit of uh, of inside information. We'll renew, you know, kind of how the, the whole thing went. Um, and that's when I knew it's like there there's this is dangerous. What they're doing is dangerous and they're not offering people the the proper help. Even, you know, like we had a situation where we we counseled a couple and after after we were done, um, even though we had a really good conversation with them, I was like, man, like these are people with real issues and real problems and we're not equipped to be helping them, you know, because if this, this, this couple ends up in divorce, then dang, like we're going to feel like crap because <laughs> we're sort going of to feel like, man, we didn't, we didn't help them, we didn't fix them. But, you know, and that's kind of in a way, you know, the, the, the. The pressure that you take on when you when you decide to um, to go into a ministry like that, like we have to we have to help them, we have to be there for them, and now it becomes a personal project, and you're not really thinking about this individual's real problems, and then uh, really it's gonna cloud your 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 judgment. And I think that's what happened with a lot of these people. So, anyways, that that was another another situation where we were just like, this is just not right. And more and more, we started to hear different things as we shared. Actually, we shared only with a couple of people our experience with our uh, what happened with one of our boys, and um, and a couple of people were kind of like, well, yeah, that's kind of heard around the church. Um, you know, there is a couple of people that probably shouldn't be around children and, but there, there are in very close proximity of children. I mean, these are serious issues that were coming up and we came to find out that the, all the pastors were aware of this and nothing was being done.
0: Yeah. I mean, what do you do with that? Exactly. (laughs) And I mean, I'm sure no matter, like if you're a part of some sort of organization or club or, you know, wherever you work, the longer you're there, you're going to find more of the behind the scenes of like, oh, that's how things really are. Like, oh, that's how things get done. Everything, every organization has its like secrets and stuff. But it shouldn't be for the establishment that represents the creator of the universe that there is similar or has the same tendencies as any other organization girl scouts police department whatever you want it it shouldn't it, it should be elevated right and i, I understand you, you might say like people are people they, they do their best and you know no one no one is jesus and i, I completely understand that there's going to be issues in every aspect of, of humanity of society but when you just blatantly see that things get swept under the rug or you just don't talk about that, you don't bring it up. It really that's those are the seeds that get planted that begin to grow and begin to you wake up and you question it's Sunday morning yeah. like, Am am I gonna go to church when I know everything that's wrong? Am I gonna listen to a person I'm not even gonna call them a pastor, just a person, another human, get at get on uh, stand at the podium and speak knowing things I know about them. I, it's, it's hard guys. Like, I can't, you can't put your faith, like just said, this is something you're not just dedicating your time to. It isn't your son's little league team. This is your life. This is your life on this time frame, on this earth. And that what you're believing in happens when you die and when your children die and for eternity, you're putting all of your heart, soul, and time and energy into this belief, knowing it's flawed. And that's what, you know, when, when we talk about like you know the bible it's like the bible is infallible right it's like because once you find that there's one tiny aspect of of the word of god that is not correct or not true or it is some doubt then all of it crumbles right when there's a a crack in a foundation the whole foundation will eventually come down so those are the things that we went through with different ministries with different pastors with different people we met in the church Finding these things out that are very alarming and discerning. And then, uh, you know, like those were the cracks that began to mess with our foundation of the church, mess with our foundation of Christianity as an organized religion, um, which then led us to just want to, like, okay, let me, let me really, like, let me not read the Bible, let me not research god and jesus christ and all of it with the church goggles let me remove these as a human free thinking person and really begin to ask myself is this completely a hundred percent true where there's no it's like when they like when you're in trial without a reasonable doubt they have to decide and it's like there, there's a lot of doubt when you begin and then whenever you come into like well this doesn't make sense so what about this what about this what's the response well, you just have to have faith. Everywhere there's a gap, everywhere there's a hole that something doesn't make sense, just fill it in with faith dirt because and then pat it down to make your foundation more and, secure. And we
1: wouldn't take that approach towards any, anything else, right? Like in any other situation, let's say you go buy a car yeah. and you know you know that there is a crack in the engine somewhere and eventually that, that car is just going to take a crap, right? Like would you just buy it? You know, <laughs> yeah, with and that's faith a car. That isn't your
0: your religion, your your
1: your, <laughs> your life. Viewpoint. Yeah, you know um, what you're going to base your whole life on. You wouldn't buy that car knowing that there's a crack somewhere because eventually that's gonna take good... it's gonna take a crap on you. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna take you as far as your hope. It's it's gonna take you right. Mm. So we we I didn't want to go into this, but we're going into it. But we we really couldn't turn a blind eye anymore i can understand ignorance if you're just completely ignorant and oblivious to anything that's going on right so this is this is why we couldn't keep going because to me i found out these pastors knew exactly what was going on they knew some of these pastors we found out we didn't had fake um diplomas had You know, like it was just, it was so much. And I, I, I hate that I'm bashing the church this way right now because these people mean a lot to me and they meant a lot to me, but I want to say they meant a lot. I mean, I I will always hold, you know, love in my heart for them, but I, it is, it is what it is. You know, there's only so much that you can turn a blind eye to. But, um, so we started to see that these people were, every day showing up knowing that there was a lot of things that they shouldn't be dismissing. There was a lot of things that they shouldn't be ignoring. So for us to show up and sit and listen um, to these individuals as if they were the know-all, we couldn't do it anymore. Because to me, it wasn't that they were they were oblivious to what was happening or they were just completely ignorant to what was happening. They knew exactly what was happening every single day in their church they knew what was going on and they were doing absolutely nothing about it they were hiding behind grace they were hiding behind god will take care of it they were just hiding they were just hiding and they were pretending as if nothing was happening and what was happening meanwhile they were playing stupid was people were getting hurt left and right people were leaving and then they were shaming them for leaving so we couldn't stand behind this anymore and at that point yes we did start questioning hmm well and we I guess we can now go into we spent a little longer than we wanted to on this 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 bullet point but yes. we can start going into you know our our process and our journey into home church because when we decided to finally leave, and we covered this in the last episode, we were pretty much told, you guys don't know what the hell you're doing, and you'll be back. Oh, okay. So we decided yeah. to leave. And you even uh-huh. mentioned
0: how one pastor, when we said that, <laughs> you know, it's just through, and this was when we were still active in prayer and active in active. Oh, in I think our faith scripture. was stronger than yeah, ever. Yeah, like we were, we were very much in our word, very much in our prayer, um, and come to a pastor saying, we just feel that God is speaking to us, letting you know telling us that where the situation or the environment that we're in in the church that it's not where we need to be and that we're being called to a different setting to somewhere else if that is you know going out on into the streets, um, going out into a home church whatever it looks like we just know that this isn't where it's at and for that pastor to just not take the approach of, grace and as they say and all that no it was more like offense. that oh so we're not good enough our church isn't good enough well you know jokes on you because Mm -hmm. if if that's what you heard then you didn't hear from god because (laughs) if you would have heard from god it would have come through us we would have let you know when it's time to move on so i can't really release you uh from this but if you want to go then go ahead what the fuck kind of response is that (laughs) Like, seriously, dude, why why would you tell someone that? Why wouldn't you? Even if you need to speak to them more, or even if you need to bring in another pastor, let's really get down to the root of it. No, no, no. It's just like, you don't know what you're talking about, but if you want to go, then go and make sure you delete yourself from all social media of the church, um, because we don't want any people involved in the church, because we don't want your way of thinking beginning to see blood yeah seep out <laughs> so it's just you know and that kind of right there i mean i kind of look back on it now <clears throat> and i don't know I realize, how we went back to church why did i that. even go back to any church setting yeah. if i if i can get that from someone who's you know considered a pastor and considered called to be a shepherd um then all of it has to be bullshit right
1: yeah and then you know even even then we shared. Now this is the second time or the third, no second time because the last time we brought up the whole special needs ministry, we brought it up to the, the main pastor. And he was like, I didn't know that was going on bullshit. You knew we had meetings. We had meetings with the children's pastor. You knew exactly what was going on the whole time. But anyways, I and, digress. And the thing
0: the, with that, yeah, sorry, really quick. The <laughs> thing with that is that going back to just like, you know, bringing up issues with that special needs ministry, bringing up things that we heard about, you know, uh, in, in different ministries and stuff about people that are, as you know, considered leaders that really shouldn't be in a leadership role. All these things, it's like, they they won't get addressed and this is why it goes back to like the the church is a business. I don't care what you say it is a business. They really the you know lead pastors and everything the council they really look at it like okay, we need to address this because this is affecting something that affects a majority of the church. If it's a ministry that has a lot of members in there and it's really going to like affect a lot of people, then we need to focus on that. Our little special needs ministry Maybe there's a handful of kids in there. We put them already in the back of the like back of the church in a bungalow. Yeah, just whatever. We don't really need to address. We don't have the time or the resources right now. But heaven forbid if it was like something like, I don't know, marriage or, you know, the the next gen or whatever the case, whatever the ones that had a lot of numbers, it would be addressed immediately because again, it's a business and we want to keep the business running smoothly. That is something, again, that really opened our eyes to like how this whole thing works, there's no way, there is no way that if I could sit down with God, (laughs) Jesus himself, and be like, Father, is this the, is this how you wanted your church to be? Is this how it should be run? I, I, I doubt he says, well, yeah, you got to understand. You know, if it's something that affects a lot of the church, we got to you know address that first. Like, it's just it, it really. You got to take
1: it for the team.
0: Yeah, you know, and like again, the whole thing about being called to certain things. There were pastors that were like in roles. They they were in certain ministries where it's like this isn't really our calling, but we just got to put in our time. Put oh. in our time. What are we like rolling up the you know trying to go up the next rung of the ladder of, of yeah. you know the business here like. What are we doing? This isn't this isn't how it should be run,
1: right? And uh,
0: which that kind of led us to going, you know, kind of segue to the home church because yeah. it's like okay, maybe because the church is such a big thing and it has to like make everyone happy. I mean, we have thousands of, of members here at this church. Let's go to a smaller setting. Let's get down to the real grassroots of how people were called in acts to just meet in their homes, small groups. And let's see if we get a different response here. Like, we didn't just give up right away. We were really searching. We wanted to make it work. We wanted, we felt God was calling us to the church because, you know, the church on earth is is a, a biggest part of, of everything, of Christianity. And we wanted to make it work. So we, you know, found a home setting or a home church yeah. setting.
1: And we had, uh, we had actually experienced... Uh, like a smaller smaller groups we used to go to this amazing worship uh experience called gather and oh my god like i i think i would still go with them because like they were just so real so their heart was just so pure and that was amazing to me just you know how they allowed people just to be to share to express there was no expectation and
0: I mean yeah, definitely like, you know, that I fell in love with that. Yeah, I, I loved it because it was, you know, very therapeutic because like Jess said, you could go there and just it was just open mic. You wanna get up there, whatever you wanna talk about. If you wanna read scripture, you can. If you wanna sing a worship song, you can. If you wanna just talk about what you're going through, you can and that is well, guys that's therapy <laughs> that's, yeah. that that is what a safe environment looks like and the fact you know they they incorporated obviously um you know again worship music and and the holy spirit and everything whatever whatever you need to release whatever it is you're feeling your inner you know strife and your inner demons if it needs to be in that kind of a setting where scriptures read and and songs are sung about god then so be it if you need to be in whatever setting a a gym setting or a heavy metal concert setting whatever it is to get it out you need to get it out and that's why i respected that Uh, i respected gather and and the people that that did that um because they they allowed that safe setting they allowed that safe environment for people to be vulnerable because sometimes in a bigger church or even like in a home church they're like, oh no, you can be vulnerable, you can release it, but just don't say certain things and you have to say it in a certain way and be in a certain, in, a, in you know, look a certain way where it's like, and what you if, still
1: get the shitty looks from people. Yeah, you still get the looks like, why would you say that?
0: Yeah, like I guess <laughs> I guess I just have to have grace for you, like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that <laughs> I didn't know this this convert or whatever. I know I didn't know that what I'm going through was like I don't talk about that. Like we talk about everything here, but not that stuff. You sicko, that's weird stuff. Don't talk about that.
1: Yeah, um, but we most definitely. Oh, and I just want to say it's uh, Derek and I were having this conversation the other day. Um, cause I still have a couple of things around my home that have scripture and, you know, I thought about it. I was like, why do I still have that? But I honestly, I, because it's not so much that I have faith of where it's coming from. Um, it's more of just what those words mean to me. I, I think the scriptures like Corinthians something like place your, place your mind on things above, you know, I, I probably butchered that, but, um, or set your mind on things above and to me that just that is just a reminder to to not be so focused on, you know, the 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 crappy things that are going on in life and, and set your mind on things that you, you are grateful for, you know. So to me, I now I'm in a place where I can see scripture and I can I can take what whatever value it does have. You know, I can whatever meaning it, it had to me at one point and i take it back to that that good place or that good feeling that i got from it but it's i don't have to necessarily associate it to the bible so much you know i hope that makes sense because yeah um, you know, like you said like if there's people there's times we've gone to concerts and it just could be a, a crazy concert And uh, you just get so emotional because it takes you back to a a time or a place where you experience something joyful and and healing. That's kind of how I look at it now. You know, there's times that, you know, especially with Gather, um, I loved that it was a couple that led it. And they were just so, there was no, just no expectations from them. Um, And they were just, they were just themselves. And that to me... um, you know, if there is a God in which I do believe there is, um, that is the heart of God. You know, it, it's not this like you need to follow this. And even though, yes, I know that they were, you know, they were Bible believers. I know that we know that. But there was the way they carried like their heart was so different from a church. Okay. So that led us to like, hey, maybe we go to something smaller and. And we did. We, you know, we went to a family member of ours and they had a home church and I loved it. I I think that their heart was real because I knew we know them personally and they they didn't hide their flaws. You know, they didn't hide behind the oh, because they also had left the church. So I appreciated that. But eventually, um, you know, we couldn't really keep attending there. And again, it was more because of our children and stuff, but um, we ended up in another home church where we were referred by a couple of people. And, you know, no matter what, and I, I asked myself this question, why do these people or social groups or whatever end up going back to the system that they ran away from? Like I, I, I was having a hard time understanding that, but I realize now it's because they all have the same manual. <laughs> like they all have the same book with the same rules. And it's very hard to pull away from that. Once you have a program that has been downloaded, you're bound to go back to it. And we started to see that. We started to see the ladder that you needed to climb up. We started to see that the, the boxes that you need to check off And we began to see the expectations they had of you and, and you know, the, Again, we saw like even as far as like the fashion and and the attire and how yeah. you carried yourself and how you talked. And I'm like, oh, my God, like it's the same thing. There's no authenticity here. There's no even though these people are amazing and loving and, and they wanted to give their all and they were their intentions were real and true. They wanted to give a, a different approach to what the church the the mega churches were doing um it was still just in it was still the same thing just in a smaller setting now
0: well like you said it's people will always go back to even if they're leaving something it's like okay i know what this institute institution is i'm gonna leave it to do my own thing they will always revert back because Mm -hmm. it, it is it's what they know and it's like human nature to always want to organize and structure something. And seriously, that's where things went wrong. Like God put, you know, religion or faith. He, he instilled that into it uh, into us, into our minds, into our hearts, to have that, to seek him, yeah. to seek being one with him. I give you that. And I give you the free will to take that or leave that. And then humans turn around and just like, okay, we have the faith now let's organize it let's get a building or we'll meet <laughs> in the house you you sir you're gonna run it and you're gonna make the snacks and you're gonna do the flyers and and it's like they have to organize everything because they have to like be in control of it and whenever something is controlled that's when things begin because right away it, it, it's just power it's it's man seeks power i want to be the head of this i want to be known for for this Um, and you know, that's why people that believe in like the chaos theory, like that's, that's what they want. They want chaos because only through chaos can something actually sprout and grow. But then, you know, you even have people like, you know, we were talking about this yesterday or the other day, like about like rock music or like punk music, where it literally was like, that's the idea of it, like down with mainstream and we're going to do this and it's going to sound bad. And then like rock and punk became organized and it's now... freaking category in the grammy's like it's just (laughs) everyone humans just want to organize and structure everything and i truly believe that once something gets to that that state or that kind of environment that's when things just begin to go wrong and you know like jess said what we saw on a on the big stage of a big church that has thousands of members we saw it in a home church that has you know 20 or 30 people so because again like and and it's not to say that the pastors that led that home church were we just like oh man they were they are quacks or whatever like we don't know what they're talking about you know they're i believe they're good people but again it's just because of you know and they've been doing it for a long time and they you know they they've been they've they've hit the streets you know i guess you can say like they really took it to the streets and like they i love their approach a lot better than more of the organi- bigger organizer, mega, church. mega churches. But again, it just, it didn't sit right. You know, some of the things we saw and like how you had to sound and be and look and, and all of that. Well, there so. was a
1: particular situation. Um, and it was with a, a couple that we actually ended up being friends with. Um, but they were also up, up here from the high desert. And, um, we started going, and I guess they hadn't been attending for a few weeks. I, I'm not sure what was going on. But we started going to the church, and it was very shortly after that that we were being asked that maybe we can start a um, a uh, life group or like a—I forgot what they called it, but yeah. it was kind of like a life group where on a weekly basis we would meet up here. So that would be because since they didn't have, like, church on Wednesdays the way the big churches have— they would have, um, it was like meetups or whatever, yeah. uh, weekly meetups. So they were thinking maybe we can start something up here in the high desert because there was a few people that were up here. Well, we'll come to find out that that couple had been for months trying to get them to approve them to start that group up here. Like and here a, we come, Yeah. Within, within weeks of us starting, they wanted to start training us to start that group up here. And I think when that, that couple found out, they were they were pretty upset and they were hurt, you know And that's when I realized like that is so unfair. This couple has been committing to, you know doing this weekly and they've been doing everything that they, you know, they thought were they were doing everything right to eventually get approved to start this this you know home church up here. Um,
0: and they were amazing worship leaders, yes, too. Like, they could do it all, pretty Yeah, they
1: were super gifted. But what I think they didn't like was that these two individuals, and I still, I am still, you know, friends with this individual, but she's super real. She'll just say it. She doesn't care. She has a dirty-ass mouth. And she doesn't care. Like, <laughs> and, you know, and she has beliefs that didn't align with them. You know, she, I remember one day I was having lunch with her. She's like, I just want you to know I'm a Democrat. <laughs> Like, I was like, okay, girl, like, and (laughs)
0: things you're not allowed to say as a Christian. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Like, she couldn't say that at the church because they're super conservative, super freaking Republican. And, you know, and she couldn't say that. She couldn't express that part of herself. And I'm like, that is so jacked up. Like, and I knew from that point on, like, oh, this isn't any different. Because, again, I don't know if it's because you and I. We just fit the profile better. We maybe dressed better. We were younger. I don't really know what it was, but it was not right. It wasn't right, and it wasn't fair. So I knew at that point, like, no, this is the same shit. It it really is a different freaking toilet and the same shit that we're just seeing. (laughs) And it's just, it's over and over and over, you know? And it was very, it, it was... It was frustrating to see because we knew at that point. And again, that's when I was like, well, yeah, because they have the same freaking manual. They have the same thing, the same book that is telling them the same thing. And they're going to end up going back to, to that, you know. And also, it's a culture thing. It's it's the whole Christian culture thing where you need to dress a certain way. You need to talk a certain way. We need to make it um like the aesthetics of it. It's like you need to fit this whole thing, like this whole profile in order to be some form of leader, in order to be anything in the church. And especially if you're going to be representing them, then you better look the part. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. So I think all this really, you know, led us to at least for myself, like I think deconversion really consists of a deconversion from the church. Meaning the deconversion or the removing yourself from the church, its structure, its regulations and rules, all of that. The whole idea of a pastor and, you know, a council and the elders and all of that. Just really kind of taking yourself from that. Because I don't necessarily think that if someone removes themselves from church, that they're removing themselves from Christianity, the religion. Um, And... I think this you know after our experiences with the, the the mega church and the experiences with the home church i think jess and i really kind of removed ourselves from that going to church every sunday um, going you know being in, involved in all of that stuff and we were just left with our own personal relationship with god being in our word uh you know having prayer time all of that now I feel that this is kind of a time where, you know, we went through months of that, which, I mean, different things happened. Um,
1: well, we kind of started our own our own thing where we wanted to. We began hosting, like, worship nights. Yeah. We started to wanting to gather, you know, different, like, couples and, yeah. and people Be- in our home.
0: Because even, like, in the, the couple that uh, Jess was talking about, they were big advocates on that, like, Really taking it back to acts. Really bringing it back to just meeting in the home. Even if you don't meet in the home and like have a message or, you know, sing worship songs. It's just to meet weekly or, you know, twice a week, yeah, three times like a week. brought over
1: yeah, fried like chicken and we watched football exactly. game. Exactly. <laughs> let's just
0: get together because that's what it really is about. And that's why, again, like we have such a strong love for those people because that is truly what it's about. Like we, I think we mentioned in the last episode, the human Mind and heart, that is what it is longing for. What it needs to survive is community, is people, is interaction, is feeling heard, connection. you know, connection. And, and and that's that's so true. And that's why, again, we didn't step away from, uh, you know, belief in, in God or in Jesus or in the, the Bible because, you know, we still believed in that. Um, but we stepped away from just the, the idea of church, yeah. you know, the idea of. You know, this is what it needs to look like, sort of thing. So,
1: but I think eventually, what led us into the from now leaving church to to now deconstructing and deconverting, what led us to that point was that we found ourselves, even though we weren't in that church setting, whether it was a, a building or a home, we were still kind of struggling. There was times I remember waking up at on a Sunday morning and thinking like, dang, should I just go to church? You know? And I started to, I felt like I was kind of going through a detox and I was like, why? Like, why am I feeling this shame and this struggle? And I, and, and then we started to really to, to dig in into, okay, let's, let's go back to the basics. (laughs) Let's go back to, before we began going to church, like, how did we feel every day? What what was our everyday thinking? Because your thinking does change. Now, it, it isn't just, you know, you're thinking about what are you going to do today? You're thinking about, like, how can I please God today? How can I serve God today? I mean, everything revolves around Jesus. Everything revolves around, you know, God, the Almighty, right? So, we began to kind of, like, why do we feel so... um Why do we feel so, so just like, I don't know, what's the, what's the word? Like, why do we feel so torn not being in church? Why is it such
0: a conflict in our heart? Right. There you
1: go. That's the word. Um, so there was a lot that, that started to kind of like move within us and, you know, and, and, and then we started to see that we, and this was hard, but we started to see that we were very much like a lot of the people we were running away from. And, but the one thing that I knew in my heart was that I wanted connection. I wanted I wanted friendships and relationships. I wanted like-minded people around me. Um, and even people with different thoughts. Like we just wanted that that connection and we missed it a lot. And that's probably one of the reasons why we struggled so much with leaving because we lost a lot. We lost a lot of people. We lost we lost not just people but groups and social groups in a place that we can go to and, you know, we so like quote unquote feel safe, but we really obviously weren't safe, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So And I go like what you said about like we began to really see like I mean even this was way before too, but even after leaving, um, you know, it was like how we we were those people like, and I think yeah. that's what really began to like, kind of sp- like fireworks set off in, in our heads where it was like, oh my gosh, like we really are, you know, like, cause we would see like, you know, these videos where <laughs> we would kind of laugh where it's like, why is it everyone that has this, like, YouTube video or whatever, why do they all have that voice, that kind of, like, hi, guys? Like, dude, it's just so, it's like a church <laughs> who voice. Who talks like that? Yeah, <laughs> like, who talks like that? Like, you don't, and then they have the, you know, just the way that they dress, and it's like, I could go in my closet, I literally have, like, a church section where there was, like, seven <laughs> different polos. Like, why do I have to wear a polo to church? Like, why do I have, like, these slacks and stuff, like... I don't know. And, and then even then, because you can go to a home church where, you know, the pastor there, he was like flip-flops and shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, that's cool. Like, that's awesome. Like, you, you should be able to do that. Um, but it, it just, I don't know. You begin to see that you're just, you don't even realize it, but you become that. And it is, and it's just, it's, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, it's human nature or whatever. Like, those you surround yourself, you will become. You know, it always goes back to, like, our parents. Like, I don't want you hanging out with the wrong crowd. Like, I don't want you hanging out with, like, those are my friends. But it's, like, you know, because, like, we have instinct to know, like, if you hang out with a bunch of people that smoke cigarettes and you don't smoke, eventually you will smoke cigarettes. <laughs> if you hang out with a bunch of Bible thumpers that just, you know, <laughs> have that kind of, that way of talking and looking and sounding and thinking, you will. We like, are a
1: lot more easily influenced than we want to admit. Like, yeah. we really are. It's just... And, it's just in our nature to, to follow and to,
0: to yeah. repeat,
1: you know, and you should, and to, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, but the thing is, is that you, it's not saying like, don't, if you know, don't go hang out with those kind of people or, you know, don't, if you're not Christian, don't go hang out with a bunch of Christian because then you're going to become Christian. They're going to make you think, no, it's, it's one, you shouldn't hang out with people that are going to push their thoughts and beliefs on you. Just like you shouldn't push your thoughts and beliefs mm-hmm. on people, everyone should respect everyone, and everyone should be able to hang out with whoever, and and have a mutual respect to where just because we don't agree, like doesn't mean we can't hang out. Like those, that's, that's the true people that you do want to hang out with. So, um, and I
1: think ultimately that's what we found out that that's <clears throat> that's what we really wanted. We wanted. We miss the authentic- authenticity of people. We miss the realness, and because you know, church makes you makes you believe that you can come, and you know, like that church, it has the whole "come as you are." You know, we love you and we care about you, but it's like, yeah, come as you are, but change very quickly.
0: Yeah, change get in line. Very here. quickly, we'll accept you now because you're. You're just so led astray and everything, but let us fix you and let us make you dependent on us and let us, you're only safe within the church community.
1: Right. And that was one thing. I'm going to take it way back. Um, That was another thing that led us to eventually leaving the, the mega church that we were going to, which we did go back to. And we yeah, did go back of course. Yeah, and we, we tried. Everyone but does. <laughs> I remember sitting there and I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Like I literally, my whole body was shaking and I was like, this is not right. It, it's just, it's, it's not right. It doesn't feel right. Like I literally felt my spirit like wanting to lift me up and just freaking throw my ass out of that freaking church. Cause I was like, what am I doing here? But anyways, um, the one thing that really stood out to me and this was early on because it, it didn't just happen to us; it happened to our older son also. But they church likes to fix you and then throw you in the front, almost kind of like a as a display. Of yeah, like, you become logo. a walking
0: billboard for them.
1: Yeah, and we became so known in the church because we were the couple that like moved up really fast, and not just us, but our oldest. Our oldest was also. Going through like his own little ministry school, and he was, you know, giving sermons, and you know, because he had battled depression, and he was battling other things, and it—it's like we were just this, this little freaking trophy walking around like oh look look at this is what the church the church did and it was so obvious and I remember one time uh, with a pastor one of the pastors asking me she was like can you write write your um your testimony and I literally didn't know what to write and I remember thinking in my head like my uh, my story hasn't even began like I have nothing to share and I and I told her I was like I don't know, I don't have anything to share other than, like, everything that we've experienced with our son. And she's like, well, that is your testimony. And I was like, no, that's my son's story. That that has nothing to do with us.
0: Yeah, we we became, that's, I think we said those words, like, we're identifying with everything that our son has and is going through. um, But it's not, like, who... It it
1: had nothing to do with us. Yeah. I mean, mean, it it did because that's our
0: son and we were going uh, through it uh, with him. But Um, it was his journey. Yeah. And, you know, kind of to touch on what you said, it's just like, yeah, it is true uh, about how they really made us feel. And again, uh, I, you know, I feel uh, guilty or whatever, but it 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 was like, it's my nature to like, I'm someone big on like affirmation and like good job. And the church is very good with like, good job, you're the best. Oh my gosh, you should be like, you should be a pastor, and you should do this, and you guys are on a fast track, and all this. So it was like hard, like because I did eat it all up. We both did. We loved, oh, yeah. you know, and the fact that you know, getting in front of of you know the marriage ministry or or, or, or talking in front of people or counseling others, it like it kind it of fed gratifying. into our, our yeah, it fed yeah. into our hearts, our need to want to be heard and loved and uh, appreciated. Um, but that's what the church really does. Like, like Jess said, it, it kind of like, it finds people like us and then they're just like, oh yeah, let's feed them all this and then, you know, get them to do what we need them to do. So, um, you know, and that's just, it shouldn't be like that. And, you know, but it, it kind of is. And that's just the kind of repetitive thing that happens with a lot of people that go into church, a lot of couples.
1: So. Yeah.
0: So. But I mean, and that's, that's the whole thing again. Like I feel, like I said, multiple parts to this topic here. Um, and that I'm was kind to narrow
1: of narrow down to just one more in that. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: That was kind of our journey leading up to how we stepped away from the church itself. Um I think uh, and I know just, you know, I would agree. I think we do still want to talk about our just overall beliefs on Christianity, the religion, um, and how we what has led us to Think and feel how we feel about it today and how that's still an ongoing kind of process for us um, and again not a topic that's just like oh i i you know <laughs> I, I switched from this brand of coffee to this brand of coffee now it's like you know, this is like decisions that you know affect us every day every thought that we have because it's like what are we really doing what are we really thinking who are we really um, but ultimately, and of course, we'll go into it more on next episode, ultimately is, I know for me, I believe in God. I just don't think uh, I can believe in how he is depicted or the thoughts that people have of him, like, you know, through through religion. And that has to say all, all religion, but... Um, like I said, that's a big topic to go into next time. So and
1: I feel like I'm a hopeful agnostic. I mean, <laughs> I find meaning in, in everything I really do. Um, but the, it is, it is, I think, I don't want to say that, you know, my experience was so much worse than my husband. I think I just was more emotionally, like, invested. Um I was involved in a lot more different groups. So like my involvement, I really almost went just full blown atheist. I really did. I was like, this is, all of this is just crap. All of it is just a bunch of just, you know, nonsense. Um, but of course, you know, I, I, and like I said in the last episode, people's experiences are real. And I had a lot of very real experiences. So I had to kind of, you know, pull it back a little bit and, and, and remind myself like, Hey, you know, you're, you're, what you went through wasn't just some hocus pocus crap. Like it was, there was some real moments there, you know? So, um, like, you know, like Derek said, it's, this is an ongoing thing. We're not, we're not in any way, you know, done with our journey. We're still breathing. We're still experiencing a lot of different things. So, yeah, I mean, we don't know where we'll be a year from now. Maybe we can do, you know, a, a deconversion update a year from now and just see where we're where we're at and where you know where life has taken us because life has a lot of different turns. I'm in a very unique journey right now with, you know, a, a whole different. Like I literally went from one side to another side of the spectrum, but you know, I'm learning a lot of li- uh, really interesting things and. And I'm finding a completely different spiritual connection. And I'm just like, okay, this is where I feel like Spirit's leading me right now. So this is where I'm going to go. And I don't care. And I'm not going to explain or apologize to anyone. Um, you know, if they ask, I'm more than willing to share. But if they don't, I I don't need to explain myself. So that's the freedom that I feel like we're enjoying right now. And I'm, I'm just, I've never been in a better place than I am now. I Christianity experienced a lot of oppression and I feel like I'm finally at the other side of it now. And, you know, but definitely not, not done with this journey. So thank you guys. Seriously. So much. (laughs) If you made it this far, um, thank you so much for, for hearing us out because this has been, this has been super healing for us for sure.
0: Yeah. And you know, really quick, like I, remember from, you know, whoever I heard it from, uh, whatever message I heard it from, or it was like, God will use anyone and every, in everything, um, you know, for his, his purpose. But I think God will use anyone. all for his glory. I still have it. Yeah. (laughs) Tattooed on you. (laughs) Um, no, I, I think God, and again, you, whatever you want to say, God, universe, spirit, it's, an energy source it is a thing it is an entity um and i think that entity that force will use people and things all for the benefit of you know moving forward um and like you said you're in a unique journey just like i'm in a unique journey and we're being used by that god that spirit for whatever it is um now i'm sure you listening and and different people will have different thoughts on that statement or just look at it in a, maybe a different way. I obviously. even have a
1: different thought on it <laughs> yeah. completely. So
0: it's just, you know, and that's kind of what we want to discuss more in, in the next episode, just kind of our individual thoughts. And you might see that this is kind of where Jess and I, you know, ultimately are in agreement with each other, but how, yeah, you can disagree, but yet still, you know, be on the same path. So we want to share that, but, um, like Jess said, thank you guys for listening. And, um, you know, we hope that you, we hope, we hope, again that we didn't say anything that makes you not want to click on that next episode, but we hope that you guys come back, um, continue to hear our, our, our experiences and our journeys through this. And, um, we can share a little bit more with you. So yeah. we'll go ahead and get it closed out. You guys have a beautiful day and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Take care.